Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What is going on, everybody? Happy Tuesday, December 6th. This is Elijah Fire episode 141. So before we bring Andrew on, which is going to be a great episode. I've been really, I'm always looking forward to when Andrew's on. I wanted to also just remind everybody that um, whenever you donate to ElijahFire.com slash donate, that money goes towards keeping this thing free and accessible five days a week. But also we are taking some of that money and we are we are working with Show Mercy International, who are longtime friends of Steve Schultz and the Elijah List. Um, and they're doing amazing work over in Uganda, digging freshwater wells. At this point, we are digging a new freshwater well every three days. And Steve has even started joking about digging a new one every two days, which I do not doubt. Um, the dude means what he says. So um, it's just very, very exciting. But it's also exciting just to see how how much these efforts are giving people back their lives because their whole lives used to revolve around getting waters. A lot of oftentimes kids um, in more rural areas couldn't go to school because they'd have to help their parents get water and haul these heavy jerry cans to tainted water sources. And now we're giving their lives back where clean water is accessible immediately. And so that opens their lives up to do amazing things. So I'm gonna play a quick spot and then we're gonna get going. So again, anytime you donate to elijahfire.com slash donate, that obviously makes sure that this thing stays afloat, but also uh, ensuring that some of that money is going to go over to Uganda to assist with that. And we're also going to be doing some stuff stateside soon with First Nations people as well. So it's just amazing, amazing times. We've got some really cool stuff planned for 2023. So I want to thank you all for your generosity already. Uh, and just know that uh, all of your efforts are making sure that this, all of this is possible. So, all right, my guest today, everybody, um, a lot of you know who he is. Some of you don't. He's a gifted speaker. He's also an emerging prophetic voice. He's also the leader of Vanquish Prophetic Warriors and Unapologetic Dreamers. Let's give it up for my guest today, Andrew Whalen. Yo, man. Hey, Jeff. How are you, man? Good. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. Really quick. What is the difference for those that don't know? What is the difference between unapologetic dreamers and vanquish prophetic warriors? Because there are two things that you do. Yeah, absolutely. So unapologetic dreamers was something that my wife and I started that we wanted to really uh, incorporate some business components into it. And we really wanted to help people fulfill their dreams. And it didn't necessarily have to be in a, you know, necessarily a ministry context. Um, it was, you know, ministry wherever your life or your career or your job was. Right. And so mm -hmm. we wanted to just really bring the kingdom component of, hey, fulfill the dream of God for your life. And let's teach you how to get revelation and um, how to bring that revelation and wisdom from God into your business. Maybe you own businesses, maybe you uh you know, work for someone, or maybe you have a movement or a ministry that you lead or whatever the case. And so we just really wanted to help train people to be unapologetic about pursuing their dreams. We just believe pursuing uh, in the pursuit of your dreams, uh, destiny is found. And yeah. so we, we serve a, a dreaming God. And so that Amen. is part of what we raised up unapologetic dreamers for. And then vanquish 
prophetic, well, I should say Vanquish Ministries is kind of the umbrella, but Vanquish Prophetic Warriors is really our heart to raise up a prophetic warrior company of, you know, the body of Christ that can really go into different spheres of society and places and bring the victory of Christ into those places. And so mm-hmm. we have an online uh, Facebook community as well. We're now in transition to raise up an academy. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's fun, man. We're excited. Yeah. Exciting times, man. So, okay. So speaking of unapologetic dreamers, you, you are a dreamer, right? You would consider yourself a dreamer. Um, and you've recently had a series of pretty cool dreams. So I just wanted to give you the floor and just start talking about them. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, there's so much, um, (laughs) sometimes, you know, you just gotta figure out what, what is the Lord doing right now? Was he saying, and, um, there's a few dreams that honestly have gripped my heart probably in a, in a bigger way than any other in a long time. And so I want to share these yeah. and, and out of these dreams, I'm raising up an assignment as well, but okay. let me give you the, the first dream that really, um, it, yeah, anyway, it, it just carries a ton of weight for me. And so the thing that happened is, you know, I'm typically a somewhat regular dreamer, you know, not some seasons it's every night, you know, every night I'm getting a, what I would consider like a a God dream or something where I'm gleaning revelation out of a dream. And, um, this was about a month or so ago. I can't remember the time runs together, but I was asking the Lord, it had been about seven days since I'd had a dream of any kind. And I thought, you know, that's, you know, I'm not worried or anything, but I was like, God, what's going on? You know, um, and so I was, I was about to go sit down and seek the father and ask him why I hadn't received anything in a little bit. But before I, before the words actually came out of my mouth to even pray it, the Holy Spirit spoke and said, tonight, you're going to get a dream from me. Pay attention. That's what wow. I heard. And so I didn't even ask. I said, okay. All right. So I go to bed that night. And while I'm, while I'm asleep, I have this dream. And in this dream, I'm sitting at a round table with Chuck Pierce and Dutch Sheets. And, um, you know, I've, I've met Chuck, but I've, I have a friendship with Dutch and Dutch looks at me and I've, you know, with Dutch, my relationship with him is I'll have dreams from time to time for him and I'll send them off to him. So it didn't surprise me as an odd thing that in this dream, he looked to me and said, Andrew, have you been getting any dreams? What is the Lord saying to you? Interesting. And I said, yes, I have. And in the, you know, I said this in the dream, even though in real life, uh, I hadn't had a dream that I didn't even know what I was going to say next. But in yeah. the dream, <laughs> in the dream, I said, yes. And then I said this, I said, revival. And when I said revival, the word revival literally came down and sat like the letters, you know, revival sat down in front of uh, Dutch and Chuck and I on the round table. And as I looked at it, I suddenly the spirit of prophecy came upon me and I said, no, it's more than revival. I said, it is heaven on earth. And when I said that a cloud descended from heaven and literally smashed the word revival. Hmm. And then I continued to prophesy. And I said, what is coming is like nothing we have ever seen before. 
Mm. And, um, and I had this expectation that of all the, the past moves of God, of all the revivals of the past, we cannot go back to that to look for what is coming. Even though I believe we will see measures of some of those things, sure. I believe God's saying, no, what's coming is going to be so intense and glorious. It will look like heaven on earth. Wow. I'm like, that is an epic dream. So I, yeah, I just don't have a gauge for that, man. Like that's, know. yeah. You know, eye is not seen, right? Ear right. Is not heard, nor is yeah. God entered in the, uh, the mind of man. I just believe that there are so much, uh, there's so many things that God's preparing to do. He is getting us into a, uh, a narrow place where he's bringing us into a narrow way in order for us to be ready and prepared for what's coming. That's why there's so much shaking. There's so much sifting because unless we get some things back into a healthy uh, foundational strength, all of that, you know, biblical order and fire, then we're going to, we're, we're going to make a mess of what he's going to do, but amen. God's going to do some amazing That's things. Right. Yeah. Um, but Hey, so the dream keeps going. And so in the dream, and I, I thought this was really interesting. Dutch looks at me in the dream after I said what I said about, you know, it's more than revival, it's heaven on earth. And he goes, well, then, Andrew, then then now we must focus on the 100,000. Now, when he said that instantly in my heart, I recalled a dream that I'd had um, some years back. And so I'm remembering so in my dream now i'm remembering a prior dream i had had in real life uh -huh. wow and yeah it was interesting yeah. and that prior dream was this some we were in a worship gathering somewhere and in that prior dream someone a messenger comes running into the room where we were at where we were worshiping and a messenger says one hundred thousand of the lgbtq have just now been saved healed and delivered wow and when the messenger said this in that dream, I erupted with prophecy. And I said, if 100,000 of the LGBTQ have just been saved, healed, and delivered, then they have all been saved, healed, and delivered. Wow. And what I knew by revelation in that prior dream was that 100,000 was the tipping point. It was the key number that would would literally break the ideology uh, the ideology and the Jezebel stronghold fueling that ideology over mm. a generation. Wow. And so essentially I knew that with a hundred thousand testimonies of transformation of that community or of that uh you know that whatever you want to call it demographic that 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 would be like an unstoppable force that would literally break the lie across the earth. Come on. Wow. And so I knew that the Lord was shouting at me in this dream and was saying, Andrew, this is an assignment. This is not some just little thought in the heart of the father. This is an assignment that you have to pick up. I'm calling you to contend for the, the salvation, the healing, the deliverance of, wow. well, really all. Of that community but but even targeting specifically saying god bring a massive deliverance of a hundred thousand of the lgbtq and it's not out of anger it's not out of uh you know judgment it's out of mercy it's out of love it's a cry out of the father's heart mm -hmm. 
And so I believe. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, before I go on, let me just say this, because, uh, you know, I've, I've heard some statistics lately that gener- 40% of Generation Z right now identifies as some form of that whole demographic of the LGBTQ yeah. and all of the other letters. I don't mm-hmm. know, but you know what I'm saying? Yep. And so, um, which is a very, that, I mean, that's humongous right now. I mean, yeah. you know, that, that's something we're not, we're not escaping this. We're, this is not an issue that's just somehow going away. Right. This has to be stood up. Uh, the, the body of Christ, the ecclesia needs to stand up in this hour in the heart of the father. We can't do this without the heart of the father. Um, but this is a serious issue on the Lord's heart. And I, I believe that out of Generation Z, we're going to see some of the greatest uh, Saul to Paul mm-hmm. type conversions. Absolutely. Radical life transformation. I think the greatest apostles, prophets, leaders of the coming days are going to be directly out of this community. I agree. Uh, and so, you know, I, Lou Engle has said this. He said, you know, what the hippies were to the Jesus movement, he believes that the LGBTQ will be to the next great outpouring of the Holy Spirit in these wow. last days. And so, um, you know, the other thing to to just say this is that, you know, um, also statistically, the highest demographic or uh, of any demographic of any type of group uh, you can name in the earth. <laughs> You know, whether it be white, black, you know, whatever culture mm-hmm. you're from, n- nationality, age, anything, the LGBTQ, those who identify with that community, have the highest level of uh, uh, mental illness. And so yeah. there, there is a high level of warfare that's, that's, you know, really coming after, especially this younger generation, Generation Z. They're dealing with identity confusion. They're dealing with a Jezebel type onslaught like we haven't seen before. They're dealing with mental illness and, you know, uh, suicidal, uh, all of this. I mean, it's it's an onslaught. Why? Why is the enemy trying to do this? I really believe because we're about to see one of the greatest deliverance generations arise. Come on. Earth. Come on. So, But I yeah. believe God's putting his hand on some of us right now who are saying we have to stand, we have to run into the gap right now. We have to go Mm. in and make intercession into this. There is a great void right now. And it's not, we don't need any more. I mean, yes, we got to be preaching truth and stand up for righteousness and stand up for holiness and biblical, you know, order and all of that. Uh, But I, I don't believe that the war is necessarily primarily in we just need a few more preachers yelling at this thing. We need <laughs> we need intercession that literally shakes thrones and pulls down principalities and powers and gets breakthroughs in the spirit. And so that's what I'm that's that's what that dream is doing to me right now is wow. connecting the dots that more than revival is coming. It, it's going to be heaven on earth. And the most impossible situations, the most impossible lives, the lives that are maybe the most look the most hopeless, the most, you know, impossible are going to be possible with God. Mm. Wow, dude. Yeah, man, I just feel like a a stirring in my spirit over this because I've been God's been speaking to me a lot about kind of this specifically, even with just an LGBTQ, um, you know, I have some loved ones that 
you know, identify um, with that uh, friends and loved ones. Um, I know a lot of people do, yeah. you know, but I also look at like, uh, man, I just, yeah, especially specifically with Gen Z, it's obvious that Satan is really after, and then even Gen Alpha, the ones after them, God is, uh, Satan is really targeting them. And I always say on this show that anytime we see negative stuff, it's Satan's, it's hell's response to what heaven is doing. Often we have that flipped where we go, God, what are you going to do about this? I'm like, dude, God, God, Satan's a created being. He's like, God's light years ahead of him, you know? Um, and so Satan's constantly coming in and trying to meddle and disrupt. Um, but I just are really, I've been looking at those two generations specifically, Gen Z and then Gen Alpha, and just being like, whoa, dude, like what God is doing in that, those generations, even though obviously there's some horrible things on the surface that Satan is doing that we can see, right? Um, uh, and that's not lost on anybody, but um, I'm excited for what heaven is doing and I want to partner with that. Um, so, man, this is great. This is really great. Um, so Andrew, what do you, uh, for those that maybe this element went lost on them, what do you mean by the Jezebelic assignment on like the LGBTQ movement, even maybe even the generation as a whole, what do you mean by that? Yeah, no, that's really good. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I honestly didn't know what that was either until the Lord started giving me dreams and, um, I, <sighs> Well, the Lord came. Well, that's a long story, but hey. <laughs> I'm here to tell stories. So here we're we go. good, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say it this way. I started getting dreams about the LGBT community and thinking, why am I dreaming about this? You know, why, God, why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. And um, one specific dream I thought was very interesting. Um, Lou Engel's wife handed me a book and I didn't know what the book was, but I, I opened it up. Um, and in the dream, I read it though. I don't know what I was reading, except I went over in the dream and, and went and talked to Lou with my, my mouth wide open. Like I said, now I know what my main prophetic Elijah mandate is, is to overthrow Jezebel off of the LGBTQ community. Wow. And, um, and it kind of started me on this journey of like, um, what do I do about this Lord? And, and why what's going on and so that god as i begin to pray and contend over this issue and uh really not the issue but really just over the lives and over this generation um god began to highlight how jezebel that spirit is in operate directly involved in this uh dynamic of persuading and enticing a generation into that confusion and into that um you know, lifestyle. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. And so in one dream specifically, I was in a gymnasium. Half of the court was a worship gathering. And the, the church was just, you know, they were doing their worship thing. But on the other half of the court, and I'm standing on the sidelines watching both sides of the court. One court was uh, the church in worship, the other court, I looked and it was an award ceremony. And I looked who was conducting it and it was Jezebel. How I knew it was Jezebel, I don't know, but I knew it was Jezebel. Yeah. And I saw a flood of the youth coming in. She was almost like 
uh, almost like a musician conductor or whatever you call them. Uh, you know, conductor. it's almost yeah. like there was a, a trance that she was putting on this wow. young generation and calling them into this award ceremony. And this, and again, Jezebel's not a woman, it's a spirit. Okay. Right. And so we know that, um, but it's identified by a woman, you know, in scripture. And so, um, she was she was putting this like trance to pull them in and then she was awarding trophies and awards to the young generation for anyone who was willing to experiment in the lgbtq lifestyle or begin to question their kind of that traditional uh biblical foundation of you know of man woman you know uh -huh. all of that and so you know, in the dream, something rose up in me. I just was angry. I wasn't angry at the people. I was angry at her. I was angry at this spirit and something rose up in me. You know, it didn't come from me. It came. I knew it was the spirit of God. I, and it rose up in me. I grabbed the trophy out of her hand and I snapped it over my knee. And I said, this is the spirit of Elijah. And <laughs> <laughs> when I broke that trophy, was interesting. I think God was saying, this is this is the call on the spirit of Elijah. It's to break the idolatry. This wow. is a an idolatry that's operating in the land uh at the at the witchcraft and the sorcery of a Jezebel type spirit. And I felt the Lord was saying an Elijah spirit is going to come forth and begin to break the idolatry. And mm. in that dream, the whole award ceremony of the youth literally almost like the moment that thing broke, they woke up. It was almost like, boom, they just came to and they left the auditorium. Wow. And so in that dream, too, I, you know, some other things took place. I began to prophesy. I don't know what, you know, when the spirit of prophecy in a dream comes on me, I don't even know what I'm saying. I wake up. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. I said that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I said, you know, I'm telling I'm announcing about the future deaths of certain individuals that will die in the future who will be, who without repentance, I knew would be taken and they, their death would be a sign that the Jezebel spirit was breaking off of the land of America. Wow. Now I'm not going to go around and say the names because I'm actually the Lord's told me to just pray for them. Yeah. You know, um, but the point is, I believe God's really, really serious about this. In fact, yeah. if you read through the book of Revelation, you read about the church of Thyatira where, uh, you know, Jesus confronts the church about their toleration of Jezebel. You know, he gave Jezebel time to repent mm -hmm. uh, until that time was up. And then there was a curse, uh, you know, a sick bed and, a, you know, a, a death bed, so to speak, for for Jezebel and her children or offspring. And so I believe that we're, we are in a moment where it is time to really contend and believe for the rescue of the generation that's been influenced by Jezebel. Um, mm. By the way, in that same dream, I thought this is interesting. <laughs> I'm not afraid, but you know, uh, she comes up to me after this, she drives, I'm driving in my car and Jezebel pulls up right next to my window, looks at me and goes, for the rest of my life, I'll make it my goal to destroy you. And I thought, well, you know, isn't that interesting? Isn't that what Jezebel did to Elijah? I yeah. mean, isn't that exactly mm -hmm. what happens 
when the when a Jezebel spirit's truly confronted and challenged, there's an immediate uh, reaction of a threat and an intimidation. And so I just feel like God's saying, hey, you're right on target. Don't be afraid. The fact that you saw that means you're right on target. Right. And that's where I believe this spirit is trying to literally uh, bring into captivity a whole mindset, a whole generation for generations to come to bring them under her slavery and the order of Baal worship, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But not on our watch. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I think too, like in the same way that, I mean, obviously Elijah had a, a moment of woe to which the angel was like, take a nap and eat something and then take another nap and eat something. And then, uh, and then, you know, God kind of revealed to him the nature of kind of what was really happening. He's like, Hey man, we got plenty of people that haven't bent the knee to bail, you know? Um, and I think that Jezebel seems like a very confrontational, especially Jezebel. I mean, any, any evil spirit is going to not want to leave whatever it's occupying, but right. Jezebel specifically is like very confrontational like that. So it, it was very on brand. So it really, it's like, you have the you have the re the reference of what happened with Elijah, where Jezebel went after Elijah, and you're like, hey, if if you're getting that attention, it means that you're doing what I asked you to do, and then the response from Jezebel means that you're, it's like extra confirmation. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, you, you know, in World War II, uh, the bomber pilots um, would when they were flying over, when they were taking fire they would they would encourage each other and say keep going keep dropping the bombs you're right on target when you're mm -hmm. taking fire you're right on target mm -hmm. and so i'm not i'm not saying we should just always be so happy that we're under attack but you know what i mean like i think there is a sign in that for us that uh, you know many times the uh the <laughs> sometimes we can have some confirmation that we're going the right direction oh, absolutely and, and there's some warfare so well, I think too, that's important. It was an important thing to point out though, Andrew, because I think uh, sometimes we can get a little discombobulated because all of a sudden we're getting all this flack, you know, um, we're taking fire and, and you did something. There's this misconception that if I step out for God, he's going to, he's going to protect me from any kind of persecution or anything like that. Um, and so if you start coming under fire, suddenly you go, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong to deserve this? And all I was trying to do was be obedient. I'm like, sometimes that's why you're getting flack is, is because you stepped out in obedience and you were bold as the Lord asked you to be bold or you took up what God instructed you to take up. And then all of a sudden it's like, Sometimes it can seem like the worst possible outcome happens to you when you do that. Um, yeah. And so if, if, if you, you've stepped out in obedience, you stepped out in obedience and you're in that, that place right now, like keep pressing in, keep going, keep dropping those bombs um, because you're right over the target. So. Absolutely, man. Yeah. No, that's a good word. You know, I think people need to hear that and be reminded. Honestly, I have to remind myself that all the time. And yeah. Same. You know, um, <laughs> because, uh, you know, it's uh, I, I've heard it said this way. Warriors are not made in easy circumstances. No. And so I think sometimes God forges us in the place of fire. 
And honestly, I'm kind of at the point where I've, you know, I've said, God, I want to be a father to a, to the, uh, a young generation. I want to be a father, a true father, in, uh, a father according to your heart for this young generation. And I feel like God's, that's a, in one sense, it's a noble prayer. In one sense, it's a scary prayer because <laughs> God's going to really test you by fire. And he's like, you know, you're going to have to, you're going to have to be found as someone who's been tested in, in a, an intense, you know, spiritual battles. And I think of Elijah, you know, like after he had this major victory on Mount Carmel, then he gets this threat from Jezebel uh, that he's going to, you know, he's going to make, or she wants to make him like, like he had made one of her prophets. And, um, and so he, he was despairing for his own life. You know, he was like, he was really down, really depressed, but I'm thinking, you know, this wasn't just some little threat by some little lady, you know, it, this was charged with witchcraft and, and I mean, the type of, spiritual darkness that came after him this was demonic in nature you know mm -hmm. what i mean so i think that god wants us to understand we're not just facing just a a little small battle here and there no we are facing the hounds of hell and god wants to prove to us and in us that the holy spirit is yet greater in us than he that is in this world mm -hmm. and so we have to be found as those who come head to head face to face with this thing and sometimes this this spirit, especially in our generation, is coming to taunt us like you wouldn't believe. Oh, yeah. It's coming after us, our marriages, our children, our family. I mean, you everywhere you look, Jezebel's painting her eyelids and trying to seduce us in and draw us in. Um, and if that doesn't work, she's trying to you know destroy you with depression and and threats of killing you. So. There, there is warfare, and we have to be reminded this is the hour we're in. And mm. um, I just want to say that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so what's this about Operation Fury? Okay. Well, that's a good dovetail into Operation Fury. Nice. So, um, yeah, I had – so in speaking of Jezebel, you know, obviously the scripture – in. Um, what is it? Second Kings, first Kings. I can't remember right now. Jehu, where he's riding to go throw down Jezebel. And, you know, they said um, uh, Jezebel's uh, son comes out. Is it peace? And he's like, how can there peace? You know, while the harlotries and the sorceries, the witchcrafts of your mother Jezebel are, are abounding. And so we understand that Jezebel was operating, operating in great witchcraft. And I think with this next dream I had, God was trying to let us know, or me know, and us, that this is the kind of context we're living in right now. We're living in a highly charged spiritual climate uh, that is full of a lot of witchcraft. Yeah, and that doesn't mean we need to be over, you know, over focusing on evil and darkness. I'm not trying to get off balance. I'm just trying to say sometimes we just remain ignorant when God says, "Don't be ignorant about." what is really the context of your hour right now and so um i had this dream recently and in the dream um i well i'll tell you it was bef before i went to sleep i heard the spirit of the lord say essentially he said andrew the the nations right now do not understand the amount of witchcraft that's actually governing from the place uh, from the secret places of darkness yeah. 
And, you know, after I heard that, I, um, I went to sleep and, um, and so I, I have this dream and in the dream, I find myself like this covert spy somehow inside of a, a witch's coven. However, I realized that the witch's coven doesn't look like you would think it would look, you know, you've got Hollywood that, you know, makes it look like this little thing in the woods. Uh-huh which could be true in some sense, but this sure. place looked like a, a big hotel conference center. Wow. And I saw that the, uh, all the, all the people there in this coven were very polished. They looked very, um, professional, you know, very, you know, I would never in my wildest dreams, look at them and think, Oh, they're, you know, a witch's coven. Mm-hmm. And the head, witch uh, was, was, um, yeah, very polished. I mean, like she looks sharp, excellent. So anyway, then the head witch gets up and shows a video for all of those gathered and said, this is how we are going to bring the young generations under the control of our king and our queen. And I knew in, I knew in the dream that the king and the queen, I didn't know who or what, but I knew that these were de- these were demonic rulers in the heavens. Interesting. Okay, so I knew that they that this coven was in some sort of worship or league with these principalities and powers, and was trying to get the young generation under the control of these powers. Wow! And so they said the key to um, the key to doing this. They showed this video is to defile the young generations with uh the toleration of witchcraft and sexual immorality interesting okay and they said here here is our agenda here's what we're going to do we're going to um what do you call it um i forget what you call it wash the internet um (laughs) i forget what you call it uh but basically wash the internet get get rid of uh all of the material that's out there like entertainment material um whether it is yes since uh limitation says censor yes censor it but even more than that literally wipe it from the internet um there's an actual phrase that they use and i can't remember what i what it was right now um but all that to say is i knew in the dream their goal was to literally hide away truth anything that showed family values anything that showed like natural you know, order in family and marriage and society, anything that showed anything of wholesome value, wholesome biblical truth, anything like that, they wanted to completely scrub. That's the word, scrub. Scrub. Yes, scrub. That is the word, scrub it from the internet. So yeah, way to go chat. This, yes. And so, yeah, chat, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's exactly what they were saying is we're going to try to do this. And I'm thinking, you know, in my research, and I'm not like a major researcher, but as I've done some research to a limited degree, I have, I have realized what I used to be able to find available is, is slowly not available. It's like I can't hardly find anything. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, what is going on? I'm like, this is, there is a real agenda at work here. Uh-huh. And I knew in this dream, they said, they said, as long as they can scrub this out and, and just pump 
out entertainment and material that puts witchcraft in a positive light and perversion and sexuality as a slow, acceptable norm. This will defile the young generation and bring them under the control mm. of this demonic king, queen, whatever you want to call it, principality, power, queen of heaven, whoever it is. But, uh, you know, it's it, it's satanic at, at its core. So, you know, um, in the dream, I was like, I'm starting to get a little upset about this. I'm like, what? You know, I'm thinking of my own children. I'm thinking of the children of the future. I'm thinking of the children right now. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm angry at this. What's going on? And in the dream, you were more like, were, were you like more like a fly on the wall or were you just like an infiltrator into this? Like no one knew that you weren't. No, they, yes. Yeah, so they all saw me. And uh, because actually what happened was the head witch got up and said, how does everybody, what does everybody think of our plan? And everybody was applauding and like, yes, you know, and almost like a real wicked, almost like a mocking type spirit and and laugh and in the dream nobody knew that i was not part of them so they they were looking at me thinking you know i i was gonna be accepting it but i walked up to the head witch and i said you don't know uh that i'm not one of you but jesus christ has sent me here today to tell you um be uh, that you are going to suffer the fury of his wrath for touching his children and so, you know, real, real happy message, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I really feel like I don't come up with these things. I'm like, Lord, I don't go to bed thinking this stuff. And I'm thinking the spirit of the Lord, I believe, is, is really beginning to rise with a fury. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Isaiah 59, it says that God will pour out his fury upon his foes. And it says that he, they will not escape it from the ends of the earth. When he pours out his fury, there's nowhere they can run. And I, when I say that they, I'm not necessarily directing that at human individuals. Though I believe unless there's real true repentance and change, there will be a real fury poured out. And even scripture says he doesn't suffer a witch to live. And I'm not calling for the death of anyone. But what I am saying is that God is serious when, when uh, witchcraft is put upon his people and upon his children, and especially upon the children, Absolutely. especially the children. And we can see that in the ministry of Jesus. We can see and he was all about the children, and he t- he warned what would happen if we caused one of these little ones to stumble. And so I really believe that the Lord is mounting up right now a fury in the earth, a fury in the heavens to really break the works of darkness. Now, mm. let me just let me back up and give a little context a year prior, I had had a dream where I was with President Trump. And um, I, when I say I was with him, I was watching him. And I was looking at him. And all of a sudden, I saw a cloud descend upon him. And I knew by revelation that the cloud that was coming upon him was something uh, of an anointing of the wrath and the fury of God. Interesting. And, yep. And in the dream, I prophesied and I said, everything we have seen of Donald Trump so far is only the tame version, <laughs> which I don't know what that means, because I'm like, that dude, you know, 
I think he's anything but tame. But you know right, I mean? yeah. Yep. <laughs> Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. But here's what I knew. I knew God was highlighting an anointing. He was saying, mm. it's not about a man. It's about an anointing that's going to come upon a government, upon a leadership, upon those in authority. And in the dream, I, I found myself, I was able to step into where President Trump was and come under the very same anointing. And when I stepped into that anointing, all of a sudden, a supernatural roar burst through my lungs and out of my mouth. And, you know, in the dream, it felt like I was going to explode. Like every vein in my being was like, ah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I knew that this was not a natural sort of, uh, fire roar this was a roar from the lion of the tribe of judah and in that dream i began to prophesy and i said that the angels of god are now being commissioned for the season of time called operation fury wow and i actually i'd never heard that phrase before i'd never i'd never heard anybody say it i'd never said it and in the dream i said operation fury is the uh, the operation of heaven to release the angels in partnership with governments of the earth to destroy works of evil, works of darkness. So all that to say is I've had these dreams. And, and when I had this most recent one, something just gripped my heart. I felt the Lord say, Andrew, raise up Operation Fury, raise up an intercession war cry to see the children of this generation delivered Mm -hmm. out of the witchcraft, out of the defilement of Jezebel, out of the onslaught that is coming after them. And I I felt the Lord say, I want it to include human and child trafficking. Raise up an intercession war cry right now for such a time as this, that the captivity over, over those in this defilement of this wickedness and perversion that is even now taking lives and holding them captive. Let's see the fury of God released on their behalf to destroy this system of witchcraft that has literally been sacrificing a generation. Hmm. Anyway. Wow. Dude. And so I, I, you know, in my heart, I'm, I'm kind of like, God, I don't know how to do it, but I'm just going to start to announce it. I'm just, that's all I feel like I'm supposed Mm. to do right now. And, you know, I've shared it with a few people. Everybody I've talked to said, go for it, Andrew. God's given you this word. He's given you this message. Just start announcing it and tell people to start praying for a massive jailbreak of, of, well, a few things out of the LGBTQ, um, from the spirit of Jezebel off of, uh, you know, out of the culture out of the entertainment hmm. and, and human trafficking. Yeah. You know, so I think that, uh, I think there's a component of God's heart. He also wants us to get a hold of. It's this intensity. It's this righteous indignation, not against human people, not against souls. It's an anger. Yes. It's, it's anger at what the evil, uh, that people do. And what evil men and evil women are doing, for sure. But it's this, it's this anger 
that's righteous. It it has in mind the heart of the Father. Mm-hmm. It's looking for the mercy of God, for mercy and justice to kiss. It's looking for mercy to be released till the very last moment. And it's looking for the justice of God to go to work to bring and rescue the children and the young and the captive out of the grip of this wickedness right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, honestly, so much of this stuff is so out in the open now. We're, I mean, obviously, we're seeing what's happening with some of these fashion companies. Yeah. Well, all of this stuff. I mean, it's in your face. It's like, how much more do we need a sign to go to war? I feel like God's saying the generations are, this young generation is hanging in the balance. Yeah. And I feel like God's saying, come on, come on, war for it. You know, put everything else out on hold. Put put some things on hold right now. You're trying to do this and that and the other. Put it on hold and, and rise up, run into the gap right now. Make intercession for a major jailbreak for this young generation. There has mm. got to come a sweeping deliverance for the youth, for the children, or mm. we're going to see, I don't even want to think what we could possibly see, but I believe if we don't rise up right now, stand up, pray, believe, contend, fight in mm. faith, um, I would hate to think of what consequences of, of us abdicating our responsibility in prayer. And mm-hmm. Anyway. I hope I'm not being too preachy. No, you're not being too preachy at all. I think that sometimes there can be this tendency where we look at, we look at how bad something gets and we can even think I could get much worse. And then you start to think about how much worse it can get. You go, but, but God said this, so he's not going to do this, but we also need to partner with God and go, what's my, what is my role in this rather than just sitting back and just, letting things happen and being like, well, God's going to, God will, God will stop it. I'm like, but I mean, look, like God uses people. Like he, he employs people cause he wants to partner with us. Yeah. Like he employs people to do and fulfill his purposes. Obviously there are supernatural interventions, right? Like we, I don't even need to give the examples. People can think of a couple off the top of their head of times yeah. where God supernaturally intervened. And some people yeah. have had those own experiences in their own lives of God supernaturally intervening. But God employs people as well. And especially with something like this, God wants us to partner with him. And that's the, that's the appropriate response to a prophetic word, too, is like, you know, we always try to go back to like, what do we do with prophetic words? Because we have a lot of people who are, that, that's a new concept for them that watch this show. But yeah. it's, those prophetic words aren't inevitabilities, they're invitations for us to partner right. in our faith and go, okay, yes, Lord, now what do you want me to do with this? Okay, you want me to intercede? Okay, great. You're gonna you're gonna wake me up at two o'clock in the morning every night to intercede. Okay, great. Okay, you want me to start you know volunteering at schools or something, and and uh, you know, want me to be part of the Big Brother or Big Sister program? Okay, great. You know, like there there's so many there's infinite variables, but I think the appropriate response to this is a is a response it is is a mobilization, right? Yep. So, and yeah. you know. My- and my heart is, I, I'm not looking. I'm not looking to grow like a, a ministry out of it or anything like that. I'm. I just feel. I do feel like you know David. David told his his soldiers, "Hey, first one up gets, essentially, first one up there gets the command." I kind of feel like, and I know there's others that are rising up too and and praying over these things and going after them. But I feel a responsibility. I, I feel it from the Lord. Like Andrew, rise up. 
you know, take take the command of whatever sphere of influence I give you. Just just rise up and begin to call uh, the body of Christ into the responsibility to stand up in their day. You know, we're alive at such a time as, as this, not to just live our own lives, but to serve him. He's our master. He's our commander. And we got to take his what's on his agenda. What's in the uh, what's on the strategy room of heaven right now. And so I believe that this is part of that. And, uh, you know, I'm I, I don't know, for lack of not knowing what else to do right now. All I've done is I've just created a an email uh, campaign. I'm just t- telling people to go to my website and go to a place on there called Operation Fury and just put their email so that yeah. I can just take the track and, and begin to send out emails about prayer points. Um, and then maybe at some point there becomes a next step to it. Mm-hmm. But um, that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Awesome, man. Well, um, I think, you know, I don't know. I, I see you as a herald. You're heralding, you're heralding what God wants to do. I think sometimes we can have this tendency to like, look to like a singular person and it sounds like with this i mean to me it's like the way that heaven succeeds is by mobilization within wherever whatever sphere you're part of whatever area of influence you're a part of right so going you know what yeah what andrew is talking about is really stirring in my spirit okay god who's in my immediate world rather than looking to you to be like, Andrew, tell me what to do. What is God telling me what to do from what it sounds like? You know, when you're saying, I'm not looking to create a, you know, a new ministry or a new kind of thing. Um, but I, I see it more as a herald to, to spark people into action, uh, knowing that God is with us. Yep. I, I, I think it needs action, but I think, I think it needs continue. I think we need to be continually provoked. And that's why I say, hey, get on it. Let's get on an email list so that we can't so that we don't just have a a nice flash in the pan moment where we're, you know, thinking of the children. But then we at the end of the day, we lose the war. And I'm like, come on. God does not want us to lose when he initiates something. He's also fighting uh, with us. And Mm -hmm. that's his covenant. I'm going with you to fight uh, for you. And so we have to partner with him, though, and we have to continue to walk in step with the spirit. And that's what. I think we just have to continue to let the Holy Spirit provoke us about what is on his heart and agenda. And you mm-hmm. know, when the media is starting to blast all over the place that, you know, major, uh, you know, fashion companies and major world leaders and, may, you know, all this exposure is coming out. I think there is a, a, you know, blaring alarm and it's saying, oh, by the way, and I didn't tell you this. I have to tell you this. When I woke up from that dream about the witchcraft. Um, I, in that dream about when I confronted the witch and I said, I said that you're going to come under the fury of God for touching his children. I woke up out of that dream to Amber alerts going off on my phone in real life. Whoa. And I heard the Holy spirit said, it's time to wake up for the, for the children, for the sake of the children. It's time to wake up. And you know, the Lord started to put things in my heart. I feel like I'm you know, he started to speak to me about these these men that I know who are they're bored in church. They're bored with their spirituality. I'm like, you know why you're bored is because you're created to go to war and fight for something. You're 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 right. made to fight for righteousness and justice. And I'm I'm saying like, men, come on, let's rise up in prayer 
go, let's break our agreement with being under a predatorial spirit and come mm-hmm. into a protector spirit. Let's right. stop being the generation of the predators and let's de- begin to destroy the predator spirit that's after our children and our future. And I just think it's a war, it's a war cry. Come on, you know, and yeah, and so yeah. anyway, I want to throw something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and go right. lift something heavy. Yeah, yeah, I always say that men need yeah. a quest, you know, and if there's ever an epic quest to go on, what better one than to to rescue a generation, to rescue children? Um, I just, I can't, I mean, that's that's as epic a quest as any. And I think there's this inherent desire within men to protect and to save and rescue and, um, and, uh, here it is well, guys. Let, let me, let me interject and say this too, uh, Jeff, that there is something in, um, there's something in the heart of God and it's in Christ. When we're in mm-hmm. Christ that, you know, we are given his spirit and his spirit envies intensely inside of us. He longs to see the glory of God revealed and manifested. And so there is something in us that ought to rise up when we see wickedness, you know, prospering in our day. And when we see witchcraft hunting down our children, it's time to rise up and take a stand. And that's the other thing we mentioned Jezebel here. You know, I I love how Lou said this once. He said, you know, uh, Jezebel, those who are under the domination of of a Jezebel spirit, what happens is their prayers eventually become the whimperings of Jezebel's eunuchs. And, and, you know, I mean, that's, it's a powerful statement, right? It's like, yeah, (laughs) I mean, essentially we lose our, our gusto. We lose our fight. It's like, Mm -hmm. come on. And that's what that spirit wants to do. And, with yeah. the plague of pornography, with the plague of, of immorality, it dulls right. the spirit. Yeah, and I just absolutely. think it's time where we break this grid of control and witchcraft. And we've got to say, I'm coming out of it in the name of Jesus. And I'm rising up by the grace he has given me. And I'm I'm going to rise up into who he says I am and Come on. take territory. And anyway. Amen. Man. Yeah. Uh, well, Andrew, can you do me a favor and just pray for people? Just release whatever you feel like you need to release. Yeah, absolutely, man. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. You know, I just feel too, there are many who, um, and I, I want to just be very vulnerable and honest and say, you know what? I've had battles in my life where it concerns temptation, immorality, um, all of these things, you know, we're we're in a a context of a life and a world where it's everywhere, and that it doesn't excuse our responsibility, but it does mean that we're at war. And I just feel like God is so merciful right now to so many, and He's saying, "I I know, I know how in it's." The witchcraft, the intensity of the fight, the intensity of the battle is very, very real. And I know some of the most solid men and women who have had some of the, you know, the most difficult battles and struggles in the area of pornography or the area of of immorality and addictions and all of these things. 
And I just feel like the Lord's saying over you right now, my grace is sufficient Mm -hmm. to deliver you and to come forth and be, uh, be the strength that you need to walk in my overcoming nature because you are an overcomer. And I just feel like God's wanting to break the spirit of shame off of hearts right now and saying this thing, by the way, I'm going to tell you, I had a dream one time where I was, uh, I was under shame. And in the, in the dream, I prophesied and said, shame is one of the most powerful witchcrafts that the enemy uses. And so I just want to speak to those of you right now who are feeling any sort of shame on your own life. And God wants you to deal with that with him. He wants you to bring it before him so that he can just wash it off of you so that you can rise up in faith and confidence and pick up your sword and fight. Fight the good fight of faith with confidence, with a clear conscience, having having the guilt of your conscience sprinkled and washed and clean. And so I just pray that over you right now. Father, in Jesus' name, over the sons and daughters of the Most High, I just declare over you that you are the sons of resurrection. You are the sons of God, that you have been made whole. You have been made pure. You have been made white in the blood of the lamb. And so, Father, I pray where the, the witchcraft and the uh, that spirit of Jezebel, the addictions, the, the onslaught, this taunting, controlling, domination, seeking the souls and the hearts and the passions of your children. I'm saying, God, break it now. And I pray, Father, for a wind of deliverance, a chain-breaking deliverance and anointing right now. And I pray, Father, there would be a breakthrough even in homes and in marriages and in lives. And I pray, Father, there would be men who recover a fire again. There'd be women who recover a fire again. And I ask, Lord, in this day, we would would fight. We would stand up, not in the power of flesh, the strength or the arm of the flesh, but in the power of the Holy Spirit, I pray. And I pray that you would come with a fresh baptism of fire and the Holy Spirit. You would come and cleanse our hearts. You'd come and free us from shame. You'd come and free us from depression. You'd come and free us from hopelessness. Lord, I pray, God, speak to your children. I pray for a boost of faith, a boost of fire, a boost of encouragement and hope in Jesus' holy name. Come, Lord. I pray all over this nation and even the nations. Lord, I pray, send your angels right now to every heart that's looking to you right now. Come, minister, God. Flames of fire, winds. I pray, release them, Father. Oh, God, I thank you, Lord. And Father, we just raise up a cry for this generation. I raise up a cry for the sons and the daughters, Lord, for the children. Lord, I pray that you would rescue them out. You would bring the fury of your wrath upon the works of darkness. For this purpose was Jesus manifested to destroy the works of the devil. I say, Lord, let the works of the devil be destroyed over Generation Z right now. I pray, God, that the entertainment that's rising right now in the power and the strength of Baal would be dismantled in Jesus' name. We say, Lord, let the prophets of Baal and the prophets of Jezebel, we say, let them be pulled down. Let them come to a great deliverance and even salvation. We say, Lord, let a sweeping exposure come into Hollywood. Let a sweeping exposure come into high levels of business and government and education, Lord. And we say, drive out, drive out the witchcraft, drive out the power grid of of witchcraft and sorcery in Jesus' name. And we say, Lord, 
Let the altars of prayer begin to burn afresh across this land. God, I just pray, let Operation Fury commence. I say, God, let it commence. Even here on this live call on Elijah Fire, I say, let the fire of God begin to fall on the altars of prayer across America and the nations for the rescue of the children in this generation in Jesus' name. So, Lord, I pray, let the angels who have been in reserve, who have been kept for such a time as this, now be sent forth in fury and in breakthrough now in Jesus' name. And we pray for every trafficking hub, every place of captivity, every place of of every child in in captivity, every, um, every kidnapping situation. Lord, I just pray, would you begin to Uh, release and bombard cities and communities with dreams. I pray, Father, dreams and revelation. Expose it, Lord. We pray, God, find them. Deliver them out. Send your angels out, just like you delivered Peter out of jail. We just say, bring them out of the prisons. Bring them out of the jails. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, I pray mercy. I pray mercy on, on the those involved in witchcraft. Lord, I thank you. I've even been seeing, God, I recently saw a Satanist come and, de- and get delivered and get baptized and commit his life to Jesus. Lord, I thank you, God, that the Satanists, that the, the those practicing witchcraft, that those who are who are priests at other altars are going to encounter the living God, the Father uh, of uh, the lover of their souls. I thank you. There's going to be a great encounter that those who are in the valley of darkness shall see and behold a great light. We thank you that the light of Christ is going to break through and shine on those even now. And Lord, I pray turn hearts, bring out Saul's uh, to Paul's in Jesus name. Mm-hmm. In Jesus name. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, I also want to pray for those in bondage in any form to the uh, the confusion, uh, identity confusion, um, sexual confusion, or even just the whole LGBT community. God, I lift them up. Lord, I pray for a, ma- a massive, merciful out- outbreak, jailbreak. God, I pray for that Jesus, you would come to each and every one of them as the lover of their soul, that you would show them that you have made them uh, with great purpose, with great destiny, that you might reveal yourself to each of them. You might show them your beauty, your majesty. And Lord, even now we pray that the cobwebs, that the cobwebs of confusion, the cobwebs that have been implanted through witchcraft would now be removed off the hearts and the minds. We pray, God, that there, that um, depression, suicide, um, schizophrenia, uh, all of these all of these issues, anxiety, bipolar, we just pray that, God, that they would be delivered. They would be set free. Come, Holy Spirit. We believe. Lord, I pray, as that dream said, 100,000. I believe that there will be 100,000 of the LGBTQ who in a mass moment will come testifying that Jesus saved, healed, and delivered them, that they've encountered the loving Father, the love of God in Jesus' name. And so, Lord, we just pray that for him. We pray that now. Thank you. Thank Man. You. Amen. 
Amen, bro. And I'm having a hard time standing up. <laughs> it's like <laughs> melting into the floor. Oh man. So man, that was that was yeah. Well, if any of you guys either live or afterwards put a testimony of of maybe something that happened during that time um that Andrew was praying or during the actual show, we love to hear those. Um and it also builds the faith of other people when you you give your testimony people like especially people who are like oh no nothing's going to happen on a live stream but yes they do I, we've we've seen healings deliverance all the time so um we want to hear it and i'm yeah. also here just real quick i'm just hearing the name frederick and i don't know i just i, I feel that the lord's touching you right now frederick hmm. I feel that there's coming a um, a new day of visitation from your heavenly father and uh, where your father was maybe not uh, present or or not uh, what you needed. Um, I just see the Lord coming and, and just showing you the love that he has for you and and helping you in your journey, in your walk with him. And he loves you. He's coming for you to even uh, minister uh, his uh, his thoughts about you, and he loves you. Just thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I hear Mary. Um, if there's a, uh, hmm. Hmm. I hear Mary. I just. Lord, I bless Mary right now. I bless her in Jesus' name. I thank you that Mary is on your heart right now and that you are um, you're even healing her of the relationship that, that really uh, hurt her heart. And I thank you, God, that there is a, uh, a rescue plan from heaven for her that you're going to really continue to bring her into the plans and the purposes you have for her. And I pray that you would uh, draw her close to you in these days, meet with her and just from just uh, revive her from this, uh, this somewhat of this trauma that's happened in the relationship. And so God heal her heart. I pray. I just pray for Mary in Jesus name. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's somebody who um you actually you either draw concept art like for movies or um your heart your desire is to do that for movies or games. Um and um you've been in kind of a creative lull, but through this process of uh God really grabbed a hold of you during this this episode and, and brought a lot of deliverance and healing. But God is also pouring out a fresh wave of creativity over you. And so he wants you to pour into that that artistry, that that uh, this drawing of those landscapes uh, that you do. Um, and God is going to, as you you put pen, pen to paper and and you start drawing these landscapes and God is actually going to actually open up some incredible opportunities for you in the future. Uh, but now is the time. 
and he really wants to be with you in that creative process. Mm, mm, mm. <clears throat> wow. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. Hmm. Well, I don't know. This is one of these words that I don't know if it lands, it lands, but I'm just going to speak it out. I heard, I heard um, Maggie and Matt. And so I don't know. I almost felt like there was a um, potentially a, a marriage or a relationship there, Maggie and Matt. And I just saw that um, God was unlocking something there that had felt locked up, wow. almost like it had been, um, almost like there had been a real breach of even hope and, and trust, and that the Lord was coming to unlock that with his mercy, his love, his forgiveness, and his grace, his sufficient uh, supply of grace for you both. And I just see he he has... The two of you as one, he says, I'm, I'm going to bring the two of you as one and I'm going to heal and restore um, and uh, just just walk humbly, walk in grace and, and forgiveness and in and in hope, says the Lord in Jesus. Mm. name. Thank you, Father. Hmm. You know, and I feel like there's many out there who may have been moved by what was shared here today in terms of just wanting to rise up in prayer for this young generation. And I just feel like God's saying the light is green. You don't have to wait. You don't need you don't even need any more. Uh, you don't have to find all the structure in the world to do it. God says, just begin, just begin, just begin to call. You know, there's a scripture in Lamentations that says, lift up uh, your hands for the life of your children. And I just see all, all over, wherever you're at, begin to lift up your hands, begin to lift up your arms for the life of your children, whether it's your children or, or the children in your region, your city, or the children of this generation. I just feel like God's saying the light is green. It's time. Lift up the hands for the life of your children in Jesus' name. All right. Well, Andrew, thank you so much, man. You're such a blessing. And uh, I'm always so fired up. <laughs> always so fired up. That's one of your giftings, man. You just fire people up. You get them going. Man, so, thank you, bro. I, I love coming on here. And yeah. again, I always love what you're doing here, man. And I think, uh, yeah, I actually was thinking about you the other day. And I was just, it brought a smile to my face because I just felt like you were the perfect you're the perfect person uh, for for this. I really feel like God's, um, you know, I'm sure it comes with its challenges like anything, but I really feel like God wants you to know he's set you. You're, you're someone set and you have a way to really, um, really carry a message into hearts and lives that need to hear it. And so you do it well, bro. Thanks. And there's grace on you and there's anointing on you. And so... Bless you, man. Always yeah. look forward to being on with you, man. Always, man. Likewise. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, Andrew, how can people, um, how can people follow you? How can they get, you know, plugged in with the vanquished prophetic warriors, all that stuff? 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, I have a website called uh, vanquishpw.com, just stands for vanquishpropheticwarriors.com. Um, so vanquishpw.com. And then uh, on Facebook, I do a free group. It's called Vanquish Prophetic Warriors. You can go and click to join on there. And um, yeah, so there's that. Um, I'm There's a lot of things I'm doing right now. You can find out about I'm doing an academy starting in January and Operation Fury again. That's that's going to be something, you know, you sign up. Such uh, a hardcore name, too. Right? <laughs> so hardcore. <laughs> I was like, you know, what? I got a lion and the lion's got like lightning bolts across his face. I'm like, how do you represent this? All right. There we go. Yeah. Uh, but awesome. yeah. So anyway, um, that's about, you know, that's where you can find me. And hope love to it. See you guys. Love it. All right, man. Thank you Thank so much. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah. Everybody, that's our show. Have an amazing rest of your Tuesday. Uh, and then join us tomorrow. We've got Tyler Medina back. We're going to be doing some ministry time. People are going to get healed. It's going to be great. Um, so, yeah, you're going to want to tune in for that. Also, there's a donation link at the end, lifefire.com slash donate. That makes sure that we keep this thing free and at five days a week. And we keep it afloat because that's what we want. So we can bring even more Elijah Fire content to you guys. And then, of course, we're doing those efforts with the wells. So some of that money, even if it's all you can give us $5, some of that money is going to go towards those water wells as well. Uh, and we're giving people back their lives uh, over there and then also stateside too, which is going to be amazing. Um, so everybody, we'll see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time with Tyler Medina. God bless you guys. Bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.